So today I'd just like to say a few words about St. Joseph. Last year we celebrated the year of St. Joseph in the church's calendar. And we, we put a special emphasis on Joseph. And I think in the, in the church, just in general, we tend to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary quite frequently, and rightfully so. Um, but we don't often talk about St. Joseph, and he's a very important figure. He's kind of the central character of our gospel today, and he's a major Christmas figure. And he, he represents, I think, for us, a very well-needed example of what authentic masculinity looks like nowadays. Masculinity, of course, is one of, one of these topics in modernity uh, where, especially in recent years, men, I think, are, are kind of either given poor examples for what authentic masculinity looks like, while at the same time, and here I think of what we do to young men or the, the, the way that we form our young men, particularly as they're, as they're coming to age and becoming men, so in college, the, the type of lifestyle that's promoted for and almost expected, um, this hedonistic lifestyle, it's just very unhealthy and, and unhelpful um, for developing masculine virtue. And on the other hand, um, in society, of course, we talk about toxic masculinity. This is kind of a common term that is thrown around these days and Men are very often belittled and demeaned, and their dignity is kind of um, trampled on in many ways. So I think Joseph is a really bright figure uh, in these times that we live in for what it looks like to, to be an authentic man. Now, if, if we're talking about the greatest saints in our 2,000-year tradition, those who became the most like God, those who were the, the greatest of the great. Of course, we would put, without doubt, the Blessed Virgin Mary as the first and foremost, the greatest saint. But right after the Blessed Virgin Mary is, in the church's tradition, is St. Joseph. Joseph is considered the, the patron saint, actually, of the entire church. So Joseph is the patron saint of the church. So yeah, you have like St. Anthony is probably the most, if I were, would be the most recognizable saint for if I said, well, who is the patron saint of this? Um, name somebody who's a patron saint of something. I think a lot of people know St. Anthony because we all lose so many things all the time and we pray to St. Anthony. And, and um, St. Joseph, of all the things that you could be patron of, he's the patron of the entire church. Okay, and this makes sense. Because he was given the responsibility of being the steward of, of perhaps the greatest mission um, and maybe one of the greatest vocations of all time of being the foster father of, the, of God when he became a human being and especially when God in his humanity in the incarnation was most vulnerable, vulnerable and of watching over the mother of God. And so... Uh, Joseph has this, this nickname in our tradition, which I think is a very, is a, is a wonderful nickname. He's called the Terror of Demons. That's, the, that, that's, that's, his, that's one of his, 
nicknames it it's a very old nickname that he has the terror of demons which is really kind of an interesting title to give to joseph it's it's a cool nickname i think i think that's from my perspective i think that's just it just kind of has a nice ring to it the terror of demons um think about like a middle linebacker like the terror of of running backs or, or, or something like that and I think it's cool, but it's also very interesting because Joseph is a very quiet, and um, he is—he's—he's he, not out there in the scriptures. He actually doesn't say a single word throughout the entirety of the scriptures. And so, I'd like to start with a little quote that speaks about Joseph. This is from a book that I've been reading. I mentioned this in last week's homily. It's, it's by an author called Sarah. He's a cardinal in the church. It's an excellent read. Here he's talking about authentic masculinity and false masculinity as well. Moral laziness is another masculine temptation. Moral laziness. And the manly soul remedies this temptation... By, ge- by the generosity that causes him to discover the true meaning of his authority as service to the flourishing of those who are entrusted to him. The summit of this generosity is practice in the fatherhood that by word and example guides, strengthens, and confirms and affirms the child. I wish to say to men that their souls are made for heroism and not for comfortable half-measures. Men are not made for comfort. St. Paul says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? By giving himself unto death on the cross. This is what every husband is called to do, to love as Christ did. The sacrificial love. We should not think that heroism is always spectacular. There is an everyday, silent holiness for which St. Joseph is the model. It presupposes the development of an interior manliness that our society ignores and disdains. So much so that fathers doubt themselves and are sometimes undermined and humiliated. So I'd like to talk about this interior development that Sarah talks about here. And I think this is probably the most, perhaps the strongest attribute or virtue that Joseph himself has. Joseph is a contemplative man. And so us as men, um, we, we, we tend to find action easier than contemplation and prayer. I would say, in, in my experience, I've uh, I've been a part of many men's Bible studies, probably about a half a dozen at this point, with men in their generally in their in their thirties, forties, and prayer is very difficult for men. It's very difficult for us to kind of sit down and pray, but it's absolutely and utterly essential. Joseph is a man of deep prayer, and this allows him to see everything with clarity. He's put in a very, very difficult situation 
Um, and it's, it's almost hard to get our imaginations in the spot that Joseph was in. We can imagine being in this, especially in, in the ancient world at this time, Joseph had betrothed Mary. He had been betrothed to Mary. And so they're, they're together. It's basically an official marriage. It's like um, the, 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 the way that Jew, the Jewish people did marriages was kind of a two-part thing. There's the betrothal, and then there was the, the formal marriage. And you wouldn't live with each other during the betrothal, but um, you would at the marriage. But it was basically you were like sealing it. So your families had already agreed. Um, the contracts, so to speak, were in place. The agreement of what was going to happen. So this is already, it's in the books. And Joseph finds out his wife is pregnant. And so we could imagine maybe this is like a life-ruining event, of course, for Joseph. He seems to have chosen the wrong woman. Um, this would obviously, I would guess, be very humiliating for him. Um, everybody, of course, would know about it. It would be kind of a stain on him for the, for the rest of his, of his life. Um, and he's in this very difficult situation. In this situation, he discerns clearly what to do. And the reason he's capable of, of listening to the angel and all four times that God speaks to him, he speaks to him through angels in dreams. This is because he had, because Joseph's virtue, he has cultivated a life of contemplative living, a life of prayer where he's able to see things clearly. This gives him discernment of spirits and the capacity to make very small and large decisions. The angel says, don't be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. And so Joseph does not, he's not obedient to the voice of fear, to the voice of fear. His motivation is obedience to God. And there's just so much clarity for a man who lives this contemplative life of prayer. I think if we're not sitting down and praying for 20 minutes a day, I would highly recommend the very practical prayer of the rosary. So rosary a day. It's absolutely life-changing experience for those who are not regularly praying daily or praying with the scriptures, reading through the four gospels. Just keep cycling through them for 20 minutes each day. This is a life-changing, clarifying experience. Every, everything becomes more clear through prayer. We become wise, we become humble. Prayer is the starting point for everything. Lord, we ask you to help, help us to be like St. Joseph. I ask you to strengthen all the men in our parish at St. Mike's. Bless them with his humility, his action, his listening to you, and to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Bless, bless our culture, Lord. Bless our families, and help us to have strong men as examples in our society, and give all of us strong examples 
of men of self-sacrifice and service. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a few moments in silent prayer.